Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Hello and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. I'm your host, Trevor Jensen. And with me as always is... Riley Clark. And, ooh, doggy, we got a, a triple special episode for y'all folks Yeah, because Trevor's back. I'm not dead. I did. I survived my allergies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little stuffy, but it's okay. Shout out to Germ for doing that episode I with me. appreciate you. Very much appreciated, buddy. He's got a good radio voice. I dig it. Yeah. And you know what? Something happened since last episode. Sound the alarms, the horn. Well, I mean, you could call it like... I'm going to go off on a limb and say, sound the tsunami alarm. But actually, it's because we had a wave of plays happen in the last couple of weeks. Big old tsunami waves coming through, hitting (laughs) 5,000 downloads. Literally, the goal we made nine months ago for you guys to accomplish in a year. Y'all did it. Faster than I even anticipated. With our most downloaded month ever. September was a good month, boys and girls. Yes, we covered lots of content. We promised you guys lots of content. Bunch of new stuff aired, and I'm very proud to say that we're now vloggers. <laughs> yeah, new episode coming this week as well. I worked very hard on it, so please go like, subscribe, hit the bell, you know, all the notifications so you know when they come out, and yeah. just let me know how I did. It's, it was a good time. We headed back to Mouse Cemetery, so definitely this this week, keep an eye on our YouTube page because we might be seeing something saying it's premiering soon. And it was pretty spooky, to be honest. The second time was way different from the first, and it was yes. still were well... Blah, 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 well worth the watch because yes. it was so it was much crazy. shit happened we had to make it a two-parter yeah i had over like three hours worth of footage and i said i can't put all this up at once because nobody's gonna sleep through half of this wait <laughs> everybody's gonna sleep through half of this 100 <laughs> percent. but thank you guys you guys did great i'm so proud and i mean we could celebrate it on a more special number <laughs> like timing worked i was just gonna say five thousand equals 69 (laughs) (laughs) and i mean that as raunchy as i possibly can yeah podcasting math you know you hit your like milestone plays and you're like what better episode to surprise everybody with 69 i mean that dirty too as (laughs) dirty as i can get it oh goodness what did this show turn into dirty (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's all i got all right and we we do have a special announcement to celebrate with y'all if you are in our facebook night crew group then you already have had a chance to enter the five thousand download contest which will be a t-shirt with our i'm here to get spooked the fuck out his mouth <laughs> in Mouse Cemetery freaking shadow figure on the back so it's super dope hopefully Facebook figures out their bullshit and turns it back on yeah. soon we're recording this on the day Facebook died so yep the biggest Facebook outage since 2008 yeah. where so were you hopefully I'll be posting the t-shirt giveaway on our Facebook page when Facebook's available which it should be by now I hope as we're <laughs> listening to us if not the world is ending and we have a whole new episode. If social media goes dark, you you best believe everybody's rioting. 
<laughs> like it, it's I don't gonna think happen. that's happening. I think it's back up now. Well, fuck Facebook. I'm just kidding, guys. Don't fuck Facebook. You can't fuck an inanimate object. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could, but that's really weird. Sorry if you do. Alrighty, and folks, folky folk, folks. I think we've cleared the notifications, and the alarms have sounded. Bring because a tsunami is coming this way. That was my tsunami sounds. To fuck shit up. Fuck shit up. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and dive on into that ocean. That was such <laughs> a bad pun. <laughs> Let's do it anyways. All right, so what today. What are we talking about today? Today, on this momentous episode 69, celebration, we're going to talk about something that people really don't talk about very often, which has actually happened pretty recently. Well, there we go And again. your notifications are so loud every time we do this. <laughs> but it's fine. But we are talking about the Fukushima Dai. Oh, my God. Did you just silence it? <laughs> Riley's over here fucking up, but we're talking about Fukushima Daiichi power plant nuclear disaster and the reason behind why the power plant failed and the, uh, what was the Richter scale on that bad boy? There was an earth, yeah, it was like almost a nine point whatever earthquake that shook the Japanese coastline and caused one of the largest tsunamis to wash inland ever and... The craziest part of all of this is it caused the single most, I, I don't want to say it was the second or the most loss of life at one time in Japan, even greater than the like Nagasaki and Hiroshima bombings. So that it like just puts that in perspective a little bit. A lot of people died because of the tsunami. <sighs> yeah. Like that. Like, there was nothing they could even do. Uh, like, okay, so we're just If you gonna, watch videos of yeah, it, just, we're just to like gonna, put it into perspective, like how much water we're talking here. We're talking where cars are floating in the water and they look like bobbers. Okay. So with all that being said, the first sign of a deadly tsunami is water receding back into the ocean. People are always drawn to the bare, you know, the bare seafloor because it's it's not very like common that things like this happen every right. day, right? So all the water recedes back out and then all of the force and horrific stuff comes following back in its wake so on march 11 2011 a 9.1 earthquake so you're right it was 9 point something but 9.1 is a very very large scale earthquake it caused the most recent catastrophic loss of life since the atomic bombs like we had just said it also caused the second worst nuclear disaster in modern history the other one being an event we've already covered Chernobyly. Chernobyly. <laughs> Just if you don't know how to spell it, look it up and it's like it looks like Chernobyl. So I like to say Chernobyl. 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 So the amount of energy caused by the release of this earthquake was equivalent to all of our fossil fuel all of our fossil fuels on this planet being burned up at once. So if you were to just throw all the fossil fuels into a pit throw some gasoline on that thing and let it go. That was the amount of force that it brought back to Japan, causing 50-foot-high walls of water. 50 feet. That's insane. I can't even, like, think about that much water. It's, like, it's, it's taller than some, like, I don't even know, like, 
sporting domes like you know like like they're i mean like not every one of them but like if we were to go like downtown muskegon only a few buildings would probably be taller than that oh yeah for sure and that's that's wild and there was 217 miles of flooded like japanese coast that's a big ass wave 217 miles just one wave just plowing its way across the ocean destroying miles inland Destroying everything. Yeah, and this is like rural parts of Japan as well. So it's like it's the farmlands right? and stuff. Main yeah. It, oh yeah. But it's it was like where the epicenter was, where Fukushima is. It was, you know, like urbanized, but there was also a lot of farmland out there because the coastline is and villages. Yeah, and exactly. Stuff. Completely gone, wiped completely out in minutes. Because of how much force that water brought probably with it. Seconds, dude. Oh, once it once it touched any of the buildings, it probably ripped them to shreds. Yeah. Hundred and twenty thousand buildings would be destroyed. Hundred and twenty thousand. That's a lot of buildings. Mm-hmm. Nineteen thousand seven hundred and forty seven people would lose their lives or go missing. Tragic. That's so That's many. Tra- that is so many fucking people. And it's sad because it's just like... There was nothing anyone could do. No. You snap your fingers and Mother Nature just said, shit on you, you're gone. There's still 2,000 of those people that have never been accounted for. Probably more. Yeah, give or take. It. I mean, they roughly guesstimate 2,000, but like that's, you know, that's ballparking it still. And we'll just put in like... Weren't just schools swept away that yeah. had children and mm-hmm. like businesses that had working people just swept away? So there is one elementary school called the Okawa Elementary School that the tsunami completely wiped out. 74 of the 108 children died. How fucking sad is that? At least some of them lived. Only a few, but that was because they went against their, sorry, their teachers' um like directions. And instead of running towards the water because they were being led the wrong way they ran back to some of the hills and they were able to like get up just higher than the water was crazy that and this school is still there it wasn't completely wiped out like everybody thinks most of the buildings were because it was it was built very very structurally sound but you know walls were ripped out of the bottom like it's it's a memorial it's a skeleton now. yeah and it's a memorial now so you can go there and actually see this like you can i don't know if you can go inside the school but they said that you can take snap pictures and there's still like you know like um cranes like paper cranes and stuff that the kids had made and you know like all kinds of like random stuff is still just in the building so it's like some of this shit was just undisturbed after the water rushed through mm-hmm. and you don't want to tell me ghosts don't inhabit these places we'll get to that <laughs> Because there's still a lot to talk about. So, it was the fourth largest earthquake ever. It's crazy. With the pretty much the largest tsunami, right? Yeah, I would... I'm going to go on a limb here and say I don't know too much about many other ones that... You know, like, there there has been a, a couple of very catastrophic tsunamis before, but this one seems like it was one of the worst. Well, this one has the worst ending. It's got it. the stigma with it because of the nuclear power plant. Which we were going to touch on soon. Yeah, so Fukushima Daiichi, the power plant, is consisting of six boiling nuclear water reactors. It's one of the largest nuclear power plants in the world. Very important. (laughs) Yeah, it pretty much powered, like, I want to say, like, 
a quarter of Japan, at least, or like that whole seaside that they were on at that point. Um, there were measures for safety in place, but the chance of this happening the way it did was like a meteor striking. Right. So let, let's just talk about like the, the design of the power plant real quick. Mm-hmm. So they had a breaking wall, like a seawall, that was made to withstand a tsunami with six meter waves. Yeah. Which is still pretty high, but, but... This tsunami was like two times that. Oh yeah, it was more than double it. Where so, it's like, oh, that didn't. That was like this throwing power plant paper was at it. Not protected for this tsunami. No. All. And prior to the tsunami, they had had a meeting about making safety. the walls bigger mm-hmm. and doing safety precautions. They even in their safety guidelines where these people were bringing it to the uh, owners, per, like you know, like their presence of mind or whatever you want to call it. They were like, you know, if this did happen, we don't have enough safety precautions in place to keep it from, re- like, the reactors melting down and causing a terrific event. Well, long behold... We're going to think about it for a day because But we're not going to do it. They, this is even, like, like, more than just even a day. Like, the day before, yes, they did have, like, a meeting about it. But then even, like, weeks and months and years even before this, they were like... You know, you're doing well with safety, but, like, what if? There there are testimonies from workers that worked there and said that they had never done, like, safety checks on some of these reactors. So they just let it run for months and months and months and right. months. Right, so they would never, like, turn these reactors off to, like, check them, basically. Well, it is a lot more hard to, like, than it sounds to just, like, turn off a reactor because there's a lot more that goes into nuclear fission than what we really know. Right, but well, I mean, still... it is still precautionary to be able to do that, so you're right. Like, they right. should have had more precautions you got to have place. practice days every once in a while in case exactly. something happens. Otherwise, nobody knows what to do. Yeah, why else do we have tornado drills in school? Exactly. Like, We're how, never going to have a tornado in How are you going to know, oh, shoot, there's a tsunami, i got to shut off a reactor and put it in safety mode if you don't practice it? Yeah, what happens when the Great Lakes, like erupt into a volcanic tsunami eruption thingy and it just blows water all the way 10 we're miles we're fucked inland. because we've never practiced for exactly. it exactly why don't we <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not trying to make fun in a very terrible situation but it is the only way i know how to keep things light <laughs> <laughs> okay so as soon as the earthquake struck there was um control rods put into these reactors which is supposed to stop the nuclear fission It does what it's supposed to by stopping the neutrons and, like, all the bouncing around of the molecules to keep the chain reactions from continuing. So those, you know, happened. The rods went in, and then these backup diesel generators would run to keep the the cores cool enough to where they wouldn't explode or, like, you know, start really, like, melting down. But guess what? These dumbasses put them below the sea line. So they got flooded with water. And what happens when you have diesel motors that get filled with water? They don't work so well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so you can't pump any of this water out. That needs to be moved. Exactly. And so cool. now you have stagnant, Constantly. radioactive heat water that's just boiling away. And it's just getting hotter and hotter because Basically, that's what it does. Basically, this pipe of what, water goes through... Yeah, it cycles into another pool. Cooling pool. Yep, and then it cycles out. And then it cycles out Mm -hmm. into steam, right? Mm -hmm. So 
uh, the nuclear material would be exposed to the air, and reactor one would become half as hot as the surface of the sun. And exposing these gases to air is very extremely... Yeah, like, imagine putting Mentos in Coca-Cola after you've just had the biggest bottle of Coca-Cola and the most Mentos you've ever seen They're just releasing all these toxins and yeah like at this point exactly like gases actual material waste like the water itself is now contaminated and this is all just starting to like culminate in these reactors they wouldn't explode right away either that's the crazy part they were like pressure chambers building up which is even more fucked up because if you if you remember when we were talking about chernobyl how it blew the lid off like a three million pound lid off of chernobyl when it exploded Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happened four times. Right, because these reactors are just lined up. It just went yeah, there were six of them. Bop, 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 mm-hmm. bop, bop. In the following days, reactor one and three would be rocked by the explosions. And there's videos of this. Like, you can go on YouTube yeah, and watch happened, videos. this what, 10 years ago? If that. I, 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 2011? What, t- so, what year is yeah, it? 20, 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. Exactly. It's it's wild that it was ten years ago that I remember hearing about this, and it's I been do ten years. About this. Yeah, because it was like been, I said, it was the second worst nuclear disaster of our life. I've been graduating high school. Shit, I'm old. Shit, I was still in high school for another two years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I think in Chernobyl's episode two, I talked about corium. Corium is like molten hot toxic lava that's just filled with radioactive substances on earth yeah and it's only been created a few handful of times and it is the deadliest material that's ever made burn through anything yeah it's literally molten lava that's radioactive so it never cools down it's always hot and like for years yeah like i'm pretty sure chernobyl still has like a a chunk of corium that's like if you go touch it it's like as hot as a truck whatever it is yeah exactly Man died taking a photo of it. Imagine five inches of a steel plate with concrete. Corium will melt right through it like butter. Like nothing. Like five inches of steel is quite a bit. Like I I don't care who you are, what you think is a lot or a little, but like just get a ruler out. Look at how thick five inches is. And then just get a good idea of how hot something has to be to melt steel and just pool through it like it's nothing it's like what the half the temperature of the sun at this point mm-hmm. yep it, it gets that hot to where it's just like unbearably hot i guess is the best way to say it, it. turns everything radioactive that it touches yep like if you much. were to send like rovers or like you know like unmanned substances melts their asses not even melts them like the servos go crazy the electronics get fried like the the cameras don't work yeah nothing works because of it it's a brain melting chemical um so now that we've talked yeah now that we've talked about all these you know like crazy radioactive things it would find its way into the environment not just by the explosions and putting gases into the air but the people decided to pump the water back into our ocean they thought this was the best logical explanation for, well, we have to fix it some way and make it not explode more, so let's just pump it into the ocean. And granted, where Japan is, it has some of the strongest currents in the like in the it entire It brings planet. radiation everywhere. Yeah, so it travels. There's actually a ban on fish from the like a certain... The Fukushima area. Yeah. 
Yeah, because they're they're probably all mutated at this point. It's like Chernobyl food. Like you're not supposed to eat it. <sighs> so, with all of that being said, people did survive. Like there there was loss of life, like a substantial amount of loss, but people survived. And people started saying they were seeing ghosts. Oh, now comes the spooky, spooky. I'm here to get spooked the fuck out. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is such a sad topic that I want to be funny, but it's so hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so much crazy shit. So, when you have this much loss and this level of grief, I can only imagine the feeling of like, I'm just going to go ahead and put the notes down for now because I know some of it off the top of my head because I researched a lot of this. But like the amount of just, I want to say nuclear charged energy that is now rampant through the cities, through the, the areas. It's just feeding all of these things. Like a lot of the survivors were saying that they they were afraid of water after that. Like they couldn't even go out in the rain and look down into puddles without seeing the faces of people that had died. That's fucking oh. terrifying and sad. It's so sad. And then other people were reporting, you know, like you would walk out at night and you would see people in the streets just soaked head to toe. Their jackets, their clothes were all on, but they were just dripping wet. Even if it wasn't a dry night. Is that not... I don't understand. So, they're saying that it's the people's spirits in that exact moment they had died in such that... In that traumatic oh, way so that they were seeing the residual... Yeah, the residual spirits. After the tsunami came yep. through. And then there were accounts of... Um, I'm actually read some of these like stories. There were accounts of these taxi drivers in the area. They didn't get very much, you know public where travel fair whatever you want to call that like warfare i guess and they were starting to say that people would start getting in their cars and having them take them to these prefectures that are pretty much all abandoned now because of all of the destruction that went through there and they'd say they'd have a conversation with them for a little while and then gone just poof leave a little wet spot in the back seat that's fucking crazy that's a good ghost story right there so Let's see. There was one story of a woman that uh, had died in the flooding, and she was said to have friends that still lived in the area. And she went and had tea with them. And they sat, you know, on their traditional pillows mm-hmm. on the floor where, you know, how they have their tables lower with, this, with the cushions yep, and stuff. Yep. And I think, I think what I had read was, the friends and everybody knew that she was gone, but they were like, it's dis- like, you know, because they're very traditional in Japan. Like, they, they follow yeah. a lot of different cultural norms than we do. So they spent their time with her, you know, and then when she left, the pillow was sopping wet and soaked. And they just had a conversation with her, you know. Priests and monks were being called to exercise some spirits because people 100% believe that there was, like, the souls of people trapped there that weren't able to move on because of this experience. There were journal entries that were written about these ghosts. All Japan had a bunch of different news articles about this. Well, yeah, that's where their culture is so much different than ours is they, they recognize the afterlife. You know what I mean? Like mm. culturally, like everyone in Japan recognizes it and 
it's big news when people are saying we're seeing ghosts. Like yeah. here it's like, oh, you look for ghosts, you're crazy. Yep. Exactly. And ghosts they're, aren't real. They believe in, you know, in their lineage, you know, like their ancestors still being around, stuff like that. Like, you yeah. know, like it's all it's all true. And I believe it too. And I'm sure there's tons of different cultures in Japan and I don't know all of them, but mm-hmm. I know the afterlife and like legacy and all of that shit, like it means so much more. Mm-hmm. Most them. families live together like, like generations, generations and generations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so much different here. Like I feel in America we have like this like we get distance from our families very quickly. Yes, very much so. Very much so. I know like, way too many families that are broken. Compared to Japan, if we were living in Japan, we would probably know of our great grandfather and great, you know, like our great great. We would know about them. We would yeah. know their story. We would know everything. Yeah, and they their, did their, their whole legacy is passed down from exactly. like mouth to mouth to mouth. I don't know past my great grandmother. You know what I mean? Like, I know very few stories of my great great grandparents. And the, the and with that, we're only talking 1900s, early 1900s. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's not even that far back, really, if you think about it. In the grand scheme of it all, no. Like, if you really think, like, well, 100 years is a long time. Well, yeah. But it also is just, like, two generations. Like, if you really look at it, like, that one generation can speak to the next generation. There you go. Every, There's you the say bridge. everyone has... 80 years or so in their life. I would say, yeah, about that. At least. Like, I want to hope so, at least. I want everyone to get 80 years. I feel like that's a perfect that's amount of time to be, yeah. like, on Earth. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to, like, put a time stamp on it. But, so like, like, you're going to expire good. You're by You're doing 80. great. Like, keep yeah. going. Yeah, like, when you hear the people are like, I live to be 110, it's like, the fuck did you eat, your Wheaties? <laughs> Tell me the secrets. Exactly. Did you find the fountain? Had sex every day and drank Red Bull. <laughs> That's the fountain. <laughs> but uh yeah, so it's just it's so wild to me that there was like so many accounts. Like there was a a man who spoke to a writer out there and he told him that he hates the rain, you know, cuz he sees all the people that had died. Like in the rain drops, in the puddles, everywhere he goes when the water is around. He won't go to the shoreline. And it's like you got to think more than just one or two people have this phobia now of open water and like, you know, like just how torrentially dangerous it really is. Water is like one of the most deadliest things on the planet because you can't control it. It's going to do whatever it wants. Well, and if you think about it too, there's more water than there is murderers. (laughs) (laughs) Water does claim a lot of lives every year too. A lot of people drown. Sorry to be so morbid, but... So water is now the classified the most prolific serial killer known to man. Yeah, we're claiming it right now. I'm claiming it here now, folks, because that sounds pretty fucked up. I mean, it blew up a up. nuclear, nuclear, <laughs> yeah, power, nuclear power plant. It's like the most terroristic thing it could do. <laughs> water oh is God. a terrorist. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. So all of this radioactivity too that was from the explosions got put in the environment. You know. I think around 300,000 tons of nuclear waste was poured back into the water. So much. And uh, I think not in just environmentalists, but like around the world, it was the most important individual oceanic emissions of artificial radioactivity ever observed. That's a mouthful, but... (laughs) A lot. That's what I'm saying. Like 300 tons of radioactive substance just being... Put back into our shit. My brain can't fathom like 
what that would even look like in front of my face. But here's the craziest part about this, right? Zero people died from radioactivity. That's great. Amazing. With it being the second most prolific nuclear... Uh, explosion. Yeah, explosion, you know, like phenomenon, I guess you could call it even. There's no deaths from just the radioactivity. They had done such a good job containing and cleaning up everything and keeping everybody safe that bravo on their part. I mean, they're dumb for not... They buried dust. Yeah, they they have these gigantic pits where they took all the radioactive dust, sand, waste, whatever they could dig out that was like the top soil, put it into these giant holes, and then cemented the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. You need to go look up videos of it. The amount of work... It's still going on today, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. The amount of work they have done to keep everything in line with being in the green zone is what they call it to being under the radioactivity line where it'll affect you it's crazy because they still want to get it up and working again don't they Uh, i feel like they do i i feel like i've heard something like that but at the same time i don't know where they're getting their power from now you know what I mean? So it's like I don't know if they like necessarily like rerouted it or if they did restart it. Cuz I didn't I didn't read anything about that. I just read about the uh disaster. I didn't think it was running now. I doubt it. I really I highly doubt it cuz there was so much destruction that there would probably have been way too much to rebuild. Cuz they still can't get to the Quorum. Not to the cores, yeah. I don't they, think they, they can. They need to get to the core. Maybe now that it's been 10 years, they can get rovers down there and see what happened to all the radioactive waste. But, like, I really don't think they're able to go clean it yet. I don't know. I'm not a nuclear physicist as much as I wish I was. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure either. We won't conspire, conspire on Conspicuously. <laughs> Less than half of the residents that live there ever plan on going back. Some people are back already. Yeah, a few a few like percentages of these ninety nine percent of people were like, I'm moving right back when I can. Just I, like Chernobyl, people move back. Yeah, well after. I mean, technically you can't be in Pripyat, but you can be back closer to the exclusion zone now. So it's like people have returned, but I don't know how many people are gonna be able to be like, Yo, I'm gonna live in Pripyat. <laughs> But same with Fukushima. Like, you can't live necessarily, like, right on top of the power plant, I don't think. I think it's more like the prefectures that surround it in, like, close proximity still. But, I mean, these are still areas that were highly affected. I mean, look at Chernobyl itself. A spewed radioactive dust all over Europe. Like, you're not safe anywhere. I'm sorry. You're just not. No. Definitely not. Four years later, in 2015, this this census came out that 228,863 people remain relocated. That's a lot of fucking people to be relocated. And I know people already know that Japan is just a small island, but like, think about how dense the population is there. And now you're moving that many people on top of more people. Right. Like, damn, that's a lot of shit. So, I have so much. <laughs> I guess. I mean, they do build tall buildings there. They build a lot of buildings oh, dude, up. You know if, what I mean? Yeah, like, if you look at, like... America, we like building, like, long buildings. Yeah, if you look at Japanese housing in, like, their suburban areas, it's wild. They have, like, two feet on either side of the house, and it just goes up, up, up. But, like, it's, like, 
some of their apartment complexes are like full um like a hundred floors yeah of just like random shit in like downtown tokyo and stuff like that where it's just like jesus christ like that many people live here i've seen godzilla man when he comes strolling through tokyo that looks like the coolest day ever if you look at um i want to go what is it so bad is it yokohama i think in japan like they're like madison not madison square garden but they're like um times square it's fucking crazy how many people are just smashed, jam-packed into there. I mean, like, same with, you know, like, Times Square, but, like, I feel like there's way fucking more in Japan because everybody lives on top of each other. So. I imagine that's how you're, you could That's live. the only way you could live. Like, I feel like that's exactly how the city was, just on, like, a smaller scale. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's It was probably very tightly packed in there, too, just like how this was. Because, I mean, if you watch videos, you can see videos of this actual disaster, like the tsunami itself, too. It's fucking crazy. But in 2016, there was an interview of a man in Nahara, which is a prefecture of Fukushima, like how I've been saying prefectures. Prefectures are just, like, surrounding towns, basically. But they're not, like, actual cities. They're just, like... like little villages and Exactly, stuff. exactly. The man returned to his cafe... And he was the only one left in town. The only one. And the interviewer noticed that the clock on the wall was froze at 2.47 p.m. The exact same minute the earthquake shook. So if you just think about this, like, it froze that moment in time in that town, in the clock. And he's the only one to have returned. That is grounds for spiritual, yeah. like, like, I don't want to say, like, holding. Because it's, like, that's, like... Literally, that it's embedding piece itself. Of, that piece of land literally froze in time. Yeah, in it time. stood still right then and there, which that's fucking insane. Like it's it's crazy too. And then when the guy asked didn't him, the earthquake shut off power in the yeah because the, the power completely? plant the power plant turned off because yeah. as soon as they started shaking the the control rods went into the nuclear power fission stuff whatever I mean the nuclear reactors, and then they just try to keep it cool. So that means all power just went funk. But at the same time, like yeah, a nine point one will shake you hard. Yeah, I'm. Sh- it was probably. I think in the interview that we watched, I'm pretty sure she said it lasted like what five minutes or something. Yeah, like she that. said it was gone in a flash too. It was just five minutes of just crazy, and that was it. And, and I don't what, even know how minutes, long. I think it was twenty minutes later. The tsunami. Yeah, hit. exactly. Like not even an hour later, you get rocked with water. Um, in 2011, there was a cab driver driving through a particularly hard-hit area where there are very few people left, and a woman got into his cab, and they were off, you know. The driver noticed that she was wearing a heavy winter coat in the middle of summer, and if you if you remember what day I said the tsunami and everything hit, was a different month, a cooler month. So, she was soaking wet to the bone, and it hadn't rained in days, and they had a conversation. The girl told him to take her to the Minami, oh, Minami, excuse my Japanese, Minami Hama district. The driver knew this was almost completely abandoned, just off the top of his head, because that's one of the hardest hit areas. The driver asked if she was sure that she wanted to go there and she responded as have I died the driver turned around to look at her and she was gone and this Whoa. is like a first hand account that's creepy I those random stranger like occurrences with ghosts are always so that wasn't weird. the only one too there's many more like I'm it. sure that story happens all the time there mm-hmm. because people 
it happened so quick they probably don't even know what happened they're probably just sitting there and then just the rush of water i feel like is enough to imagine you're just sitting in a cafe just drinking like your tea or coffee and then you know like everything's shaking and you're all freaked out for a minute and you're like whoa all right we didn't die in like the crushing of everything let me just, you know, gather myself, get You're back to my car. To your car. And then all of a sudden, it's like 2012 from the movie. Just wall, a wall. Water. Yeah, a wall taller than you. Your car just crashes and everything, bringing everything that it has already accumulated in the water just with it. So it's just... It's a weapon. Yeah. Houses, with a weapon. wood, concrete, cars, people. Probably getting smacked with a freaking cinder block by... Getting carried a by full a full goddamn wall. <laughs> like, if you look at some pictures, like, there is literally houses where their whole the front walls are gone. The blackest water you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, imagine it just kicking up all that soil, too. Every, everything. Grabbing everything it can. It's like a sticky Ripping. ball rolling through town. Just whatever yeah. it wants. Yeah. It's just, just like a tornado picks up everything in its path. The water picks up everything. And just imagine that, though. Down to the rocks, too. It was... This tsunami caused more death than the atomic bombs. If not, you know, like, close to water, nuclear bombs, way, way different things. But also, it puts in perspective the destructive force that a tsunami has behind it. It's insane. It really is. It can rip an entire country apart. It ripped Japan a new one. Sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> we're st- and we're still paying for it. Yeah, exactly. Ten years, a decade later. The company that had the, the... It's still an issue. Yeah, Fukushima Daiichi was owned by some big company in Japan, and they were one of the biggest electric company, or, you know, like, power companies in Japan. Because of all this, they had to pay millions of dollars in reparations. The government themselves had to give them like a three trillion dollar like, 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 like you know, boost of money, like stimulus. Yeah, to keep them like, be able to like you know continue their business, continue providing all the power to most of Japan because that they were one of the biggest providers then, and they still are. But you know, like the cleanup efforts costed billions of dollars, and they like you said, they're still going on. To this day, I don't know how long it takes to really clean all of it up nowadays, but like it's 10 years later. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's unfathomable how long it will actually take to clean up and maybe even get that city back to like a usable state if they even do that. The thing is, you can go to the power plants without the safety gear on because the only time, the only really, really radioactive parts of it now are the reactor cores themselves and in those corridors that you probably can't get to. No, I'm saying like from the destruction of the oh, tsunami, yeah, yeah. like even salvaging the whole city to yeah, like which that's start a new is going to take forever Buku because you already money. have all of this damaged mm-hmm. infrastructure and like you have buildings. to redo all of it. You have to tear all of it, move it somewhere. Well, and like there is like a little bit of I don't want to say like humanity and all this, but like there's like I, I read another like a little article too that said there's like signs on the power plant like when you're if you're going to work there it says no Pokemon Go, and I was like that that's I mean it, they might actually get it back to like living like livable if they got that kind of BS going on like you got a Pokestop at Fukushima like that <laughs> like what the fuck bro, 
But I mean, like, it's just nuts. Like, it's it's so nuts. Like, Mother Nature 69 with God and said, let's just throw him a curveball. And it's a tsunami. <laughs> and an earthquake that's the it's, fourth most powerful ever to hit land. Yeah, it's going to take the two most destructive things. Like, if. <laughs> it's an earthquake and a tsunami 69 and. <laughs> oh my god but an earthquake that hits land like harder could actually like split the land in two and cause yeah causing a huge hit. fissure yeah I just mother nature itself is a beast like people want to be like oh, it's a little storm like no you don't realize it until like it really really bears its fangs and you see the true nature of what mother nature is capable of yeah i mean hurricanes do it every year yeah new orleans is still reeling from hurricane um katrina and the one that they just had too oh that's I've, i don't even know the name of the hurricane that I, just came through there's been a lot lately like well, a lot yeah, of big katrina storms. was obviously the really bad one mm-hmm. that one kind of sent a mini tsunami into new orleans yeah even basically. look at like new york boston and texas how all those like how like all of that crazy weather we've had this year has did a number on the infrastructures. Just it's nuts. And people still want to be like, Oh, it's just a little rain. Oh, it's just a little wind. Oh, it's just rain. this. And then you add nuclear radiation to it and it's just a whole new ball game. Yep. And they're playing with home field advantage at that point. <laughs> yeah. Mother nature going to win when you add nuclear. I don't care who you are. It. You can't go against mother nature and expect to win every time. Like you might get real lucky, but no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Just Ruins don't us. do it. We can't, we can't compete with her. We can't. She could throw a bolt of lightning straight down your spine, and then you're lighting up like a Christmas tree, and then what next? Yeah, you're Mother Nature does something, and she gets 5,000 like that. Yeah, easily. <laughs> <laughs> like, she could just be like, hey, girl, you want to see something cool? <laughs> that was lightning. <laughs> <laughs> all right, enough playing around with all this, because this, this was a... Like a very momentous episode because I don't know, like this this one was near and dear to my heart because it's like first episode after five thousand plays, which yeah. is a huge goal to us. And sixty nine so is much. a great number. Sixty <laughs> ninth episode is a, a great number. Yeah, I did a shiz ton of research for this because I was so interested in all of the content that I had. Like I learned a lot about like how nuclear power plants work and stuff like that too from just random YouTube holes and I was like this is wild I found some one of my new favorite YouTubers I think his name's Kyle Hill and he's got a ton of really informative videos if you guys are interested in like learning stuff still at this bright age because <laughs> I know I've been interested never stop in it. learning always keep learning yeah keep your thirst of knowledge never let it go because once you do we're just gonna elect Trump <laughs> <laughs> But what you should also do is go give us a like or like follow us or subscribe on YouTube because it really helps us out in the long run. Hit the bells and notifications on all of them bad boys. So you get notified whenever we post anything because we want you to be right there as soon as we do it. And it's spooky season. It's spooky season. The spooky stuff is coming. Spooky stuff's coming this week. I don't know why we got old and scary, but old and scary. Hurt my salty dog. I'm bringing you the spooky spooks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ghost shit. Ghost shit. We're here to get spooked the fuck out on Friday when we go back to Mouse Cemetery with all of y'all. Don't forget. Do not forget the second part of our first 
second investigation. <laughs> that was a long way to get to that point. But yeah. And it might have been confusing, but it was very confusing. It's but the it's second fine. time we're there, but it's the first part. Oh yeah. Of the second time, which is a two part scene. <laughs> Holy shit. I just got lost in a rabbit hole. Yeah, but that's that's coming out, you know, we're hopefully we're gonna be doing more investigations on top of all this because it is spooky season and we really gotta get back to the P's and Q's of what's Oh, excuse me. Of what's really fun and, you know, finding these just paranormal holes in pockets of reality. Yeah. And we're gonna be going on most more ghost hunts coming up very soon for our super Natural Encounters vlog series, which we were just talking about. We, we have some creepy pastas coming. Some more creepy pastas for you. More Trev, Riley and Trev talks. More does it go bump? And yeah, find us on all the Spotify podcasts and like all that stuff. Fix Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it was broken today. But most of all, folks, remember to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes bump in the night. Thanks for 5,000. You rock. T-shirt contest. Go to Facebook now. Like it. Share it. Comment. Win a t-shirt. Bye.